0: Hi, I'm Margie. Hi, I'm Michelle. Welcome to God in the Real World. Avatar, may her Baba keep J. Hi everybody, I'm Michelle. I'm joined here with Margie.
1: Hello. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> and I am so excited because today we are joined by one of my favorite people in the whole world, um, who also happens to be related to me um <laughs> we are joined by my sibling the wonderful the amazing the absolutely perfect in my eyes david james mckeever
1: hi <laughs>
0: um
1: that was really just, good michelle because you have so many siblings that you drug it off for so long that it was like suspenseful oh yeah, which like, sibling like, is it gonna be one
0: of the three siblings yeah <laughs> <of that>. um <laughs> we get david and just to set the scene for you all um Margie is living a beautiful, I'm sure, is it sunny in Arizona today?
1: Today is actually cloudy, but it's wow. the one cloudy day of the year. Okay, one cloudy day of the year in Arizona.
0: <laughs> um, and then David and I are in Washington, D.C. And because of the Wi-Fi in my house, I just feel like everybody listening needs to know this. We are snuggled up in my bed, which is where the best Wi-Fi is. So <laughs> it feels very much like growing up vibes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but David is... Um, lives in D.C. with me. They are at American University, so they're young and hip and cool. Oh, my God. Um, Really excited to have you today, David.
2: Yeah, I'm very excited to be on. Um,
0: And so, David, usually we start with a Baba quote, um, but David, just because they just like to, like, be their own unique self, (laughs) um, is starting us off with something a little different, but that speaks to their relationship with God, spirituality, Baba, all Mm. of that. David would you mind sharing a little bit about the quote you
2: chose yes. and reading it to us um so I have chosen a quote from the Argonauts by Maggie Nelson um I first read this book in a class uh in my sophomore year of college um the class was called queer families and it, the book is about sexuality and gender and family and motherhood specifically um so this quote is talking about uh the author's experience dealing with her child sickness and the recovery to health. And it's this. My time with him has been the happiest time of my life. It's happiness has been a more palpable and undeniable and unmitigated quality than I've ever known for. It isn't just moments of happiness, which is all I thought we got. It's a happiness that spreads. Um, yeah. So I, I really, feel like i I chose this quote it speaks to my experience with baba specifically and the moments i've had in the meher spiritual center in south carolina and you sahabas and everything like letting me know that like happiness and love more specifically like isn't fleeting um and isn't just like a moment-to-moment thing but like something that that can stick with you even if like someone's not there anymore you know um yeah so that's what I got that's awesome
1: I love that that quote's really beautiful I get chills when you um when you read it the first time and then
2: just now again yeah yeah thank you I also highly recommend this book it's called the Argonauts we'll Maggie put, Nelson
0: we'll put a little we'll put a, a little description in the in the bio of this episode or in, I can't think of any words right now so <laughs> just put this in the description of this episode um, well David we're so happy to have you here and we always like to see where these conversations go, but first, maybe just tell us, like, like who's Mayor Baba to you, or how, or how did you hear about Mayor Baba? Like, kind of where you're at now, yeah. all of that.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I I'll talk about wh- how I came to Baba. Very similar to you, Michelle. Um, I would assume my <laughs> mother, um, was really invested in spirituality. Is very invested in spirituality. Um, and when I was I must have been around eight years old in third grade when um, she went to the center for the first time and just like something about it really captivated me. Um, I am, I, I knew I was gay from a young age. um, And so I was really disillusioned, I would say with like Catholicism, which is what we were raised into and like going through the motions of CCD and everything and like getting confirmed and, um, my communion and everything and it was that around that age when mom found out about baba and i think what really just captivated me was just like this like an alternative you know like and an alternative that not many people know about that like um that i came to realize was like it was hard for me to really share with other people um in a way that w- they would understand it because they weren't there um yeah so that's really how I came to Baba. Then I went to Yusuhavis, um after like visiting the center throughout the years um, and found just some really like amazing people who I miss very dearly. I haven't seen them in a few years. Um, but like, yeah, I, I, Baba for many years for me was something that like it, interesting. I have an interesting relationship with Baba. I'd say that like there was part of that like force onto me of like of accepting baba um and at times like having baba's teachings or words like directed at me in a way that like again forcing me to accept something about him or or using his words against me in certain ways um but i i don't know like as i came to know baba more intimately through the relationships i had with with other like baba lovers my age especially like really understanding like what love is learning what love is learning what god can be um and for me i i would say baba now in my life my relationship to baba is is kind of fraught i would say like sahavas revitalizes me um and not having that these past few years has been uh challenging for sure but like but baba is always there for me um i would say i would say like like I'll, 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 talk to Baba sometimes, you know, say his name just to remind myself of like this love that I know so deeply. Um, I have a hard time treating, uh, or like even just reading Baba's stuff because I, I, I feel like I would start to sh- treat it like scripture almost. And mm. I think that from what I understand about Baba is like a little bit of like, um, counterintuitive to, to what Baba was talking about. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really, I have a very complicated relationship with, with Baba, but it's it's one that has taught me love and connection and, like, transcending what is just, like, there and what I thought is just there. So, yeah. Thank you. Of course. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's,
0: it's so interesting. I'm thinking about, like, you know, how we... Obviously, grew up together. So there's a, what are we? Eight years apart. Mm-hmm.
2: You're the oldest. of the youngest. Twenty
0: nine. You're going to be twenty not one. David's mm-hmm. <laughs> <of> birthday <laughs> is in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting, like growing up in so many in similar ways, and and around. I think I think a lot for a lot of folks. Um, you know, just your childhood and all of that, and such a huge part of your formation of your religion or your spirituality. And I think in our house growing up was a lot of like exploration during my time but I think even more settled in especially like with our mom and with baba and when you were kind of a teen where it was still very exploratory when I was a teen and I think I think that that's just really interesting to think about the differences in our relationships with baba I mean everybody has just such a unique one but I think especially how things have changed over time and for you um what's your what would you say like overall like do you is spirituality something you think about a lot
2: in your, in your world I, I do um but I don't necessarily say I practice much spirituality um I see a lot of I don't know I I have issues with like I when people ask me or when I have to fill out on like a like document or something what my religion is I'll go to like spiritual or like other you know um so it's something that I I, I can't really like place anything onto one label even. And then I can't even say that like I am someone who's invested in spirituality a lot, but I am at the same time, like what I, how I move and operate through the world is through feeling and is through connection and through exploring what will liberate people. And I think that's at the core of spirituality and spiritual practices. And I I hesitate as well because I, I think for me, what I, think about is you know spirituality being co-opted like spiritual practices of um like marginalized groups being co-opted by people who aren't a part of those groups and then taking them and making them into something that is like a product you know Mm. um when instead I, I feel like spirituality should be like these the interactions you have with other people you know instead of trying to make like an empire or an industry around being spiritual like what? How are you interfacing with the people around you? How are you? How are you spreading love and happiness throughout your community? Like, um, and how are you like identifying that you're more than just what is like, like the physical or the biological or the material aspects of our world? You know, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. I don't know. I think spirituality is something again. I very complicated relationship with, but like, it is something that guides me as well. Mm-hmm for sure.
1: Hearing you say all this is really, um, I think it's something that is hard for a lot of, I mean, at least for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I imagine a lot of people who follow Baba to hear because in a way you're really living what Baba, you know, says Mm -hmm. to do over and over. And a lot of, I've, I can't speak for others, but for myself, you know, we, because I love Baba, I get caught up in you know what would ba- what what's the right thing for Baba to do? Am I thinking mm-hmm. of Baba enough? Am I loving Baba enough? But I mean, mm-hmm. the naturalness is you know what he wants, and the and the sharing the love, and it sounds like the way you operate, Am I do I am I spiritual? It's it's through like a selfless service of love yeah. as you interact, and that's really where God is, is you know mm. yeah. the presence of that internally yeah yeah
0: when you think about that like there's a quote that i just i i know i open to a lot in mayor baba calling that's something like take me as i am or say what say about me what you feel and Mm. like i just think about that a lot with baba and i think about one of the reasons i think and david you and i have talked about this like why i'm drawn to baba is this like at the core of like what he talked about you know what he preached what he what he shared was like you don't have to be any sort of way or pretend right like you can just actually be who you are right and like and if you don't you know I think there's there's something that's like if you think Bob is the devil like say he's the devil like be like that Mm -hmm. honesty and I remember I remember reading that and being like (laughs) I remember reading it first and I underlined it and was like, See, Mom, I don't have to believe in this guy. He tells me I can talk to devil, <laughs> and then I remember, I like remember like coming to a point where reading it again, and being like, oh, like that's just such, that's such a difference from like what I'm used to in terms mm-hmm. of like spirituality or or religion is like, oh, this freedom of just like, yes, it's just about you and your honest expression of love, right? Yeah. And I think that that's what you came back you come back to it sounds like yeah Is just living your life from that place of love
2: yeah and i i've noticed that when i'm trying to to pretend or to force myself is when i have the most trouble in my life Mm -hmm. um instead of just like taking things as they're coming to me and existing like i think that's part of the reason why i didn't choose a baba quote because they I, i don't have many off the top of my head and i love baba quotes but i i think like I had to. I had to feel something that was more that I know resonates with me. That I want to kind of like what the quote was saying. Spread it out, you know. Um, yeah. So I. I, I really think it, it's. It's so interesting. My interactions with Baba and the Baba lover community. Um, I. I. I find a, a lot of like, of like religion making happen happening a lot, um, and maybe that is even why I've stepped back recently in my life is like how to kind of learning, how is this something that becomes more natural for me instead of like, Mm -hmm. I'm forcing myself to do something that there might be parts of me that I don't want to do it, but I'm also wondering, do I need to do that as well? You know, like, do I need to attend a virtual young adult Sahabas thing? Um, And sometimes I do. And I've had some really great experiences and like transcendental experiences, even just like, when I feel that calling to it instead of trying to like feel guilty about not being a quote unquote Mm -hmm. good Baba lover or anything like, or not engaging as much as I think I should be, because I, I think like, like we've been saying, like it's, there's the tendency to do that. I think part of my life is I've been taught to do that, you know, of like the shame around not being the best person that I'm supposed to be. um, And part of that is like, okay, I have these tools or these teachings that are available to me, so why am I not utilizing them to their fullest potential? But then, like, I've come to realize that their potentials lie in, like, how I am moving throughout my, like, every day, you know? Not in, like, this grand scheme of, like, this is who I'm going to become. um, Because I think, like, I I can't know that. Like, only Baba knows that, you know? like, um, And so trying to live through Baba instead of, Instead of trying to, like, I don't know, be the best. I think it's like that. That's a really cont- like containing space that I, that I don't think, and it's helpful for anybody to be in necessarily. So.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: So, um, David, can I ask you? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you were a you were a kid, and so. A lot of kids, they kind of go along with what their parents think, you know, especially at that age. You're kind of just like, okay, we're going mm-hmm. to the center. Michelle had, you know, her own opinion. She's a little bit older. And <laughs> so was there a point for you that this was no longer just something that you were kind of going along with? Yeah. And it became
2: like, he is who he says he is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, I, I think it's interesting because I think, like, that happened as I was as I visited the center more, like I had some really interesting like experiences, but pre-Sahavas, like when I would just go to the center and I'd be like, this is a really great place. But then there's still this sense of like, I'm not here by choice. You know, I'm here because like, because my mom was like, let's go to the center. And I was like, okay, like it it intrigued me. But then it was especially the, my first Sahavas was a little shaky for me. I was coming out of like, middle school and that was I was in the same middle school for a long time for my whole life really and like there's a lot of transition going on at that time um, I think our grandmother had just passed away as well so there's there's a lot going through my mind and I remember like being a little shaky there It was like
0: 6 years ago at this point right? yeah. yeah
2: um yeah I was like 13 or 14 um and I I just like I think as as that week went on like I I felt like a pull that was like, I, I, it, it, there was still a shakiness to me after that week, but I was like, wow, like this is something that I realized that it can, it can be something I cultivate instead of something that is mm. like, I'm just going along with, you know? And then every year I went back, like it just got so much stronger and like realizing like the amount of like love that I had to share and should have shared and was allowed to share at, um, at Sahabas and the like people there just like greeting me with open arms um, all the time was just like really made me realize that I was like I was meant to at least for that period of my life like that was something I could go back to you Mm -hmm. know like it was almost like made for me in a lot of ways Um, and a place where I can really Which I I find interesting that I'm saying this because for a lot of years at Savas I wasn't like openly like out as, um, as gay or as queer. and I didn't really know I was non-binary at that point either. Um, But I, I still felt like, wow, like this is, this is the place where I can be myself or at least have people see me in a way that like, I don't, I don't really, you don't really get in many other places in your Mm. everyday life. And then, what I think really launched it for me is that like, it it changed how I interacted with the world when I left Sahabas. Mm-hmm. Like it changed how I would like think about my friends, you know, or talk to them, and like, and at some points like I would I would lose that, and I would feel myself lost, you know, um, mm-hmm. and then and then like I would have those periods again in in between Sahabas where I'd be like. I wouldn't think about baba for a while or my like mom would say something and about baba and i would be like i would be turned away from baba because it upset me you know or it was something that like wasn't the truth that i needed to hear um and but then i would always find myself coming back and i think like I, i the last one that i attended the last two sabbaths i attended um which is the one after my going into senior year and then going into college, um, we just like some of the best and most transcendental and like radical experiences of love that I've ever had in my life. Um, yeah. And then, and then the world kind of shut down a little bit for, for a few years <laughs> yeah. and like, still is. And I'm hoping I'm going to get, uh, the next time I go back to Zahavas will be as, um, like a wallah or a counselor or, or something, um, and that that's kind of like I feel shakiness there too because because I um, I don't know I, I think part of me is like I'm a little lazy you know so that's a lot of work and <laughs> being in the hot South Carolina sun for like a, a week and a half or two weeks like is scary to me yeah. um, but also just like. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, so... But like, is it am I wrong? Like it's, no. it seems like a lot of work. And it's so much work. Yeah. We, and, need
0: you to, we need to get you like a desk job at the house. Yeah,
2: I'm, just like, I'm gonna overheat and pass out. You're, that's what I'm worried about. You can
1: problems. sit in the gateway <laughs> and I'm, Oh my god, I'm yeah. crying. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, but but then I'm also like, am I going back? Because that's how I've expected like that's what i'm expected to do you know Mm -hmm. am i going back because like you go to sahabas for a few years and then you come back and you're a walla and then and then you start to move into other like other areas and am i doing it because now i've kind of become accustomed to this to this culture that as i've also come to realize too that like i don't really fully agree with how the like baba community conducts itself um Mm -hmm. in some ways like i i've noticed um I won't go into detail, but I've just noticed some behaviors at Sahavas that are, are troubling to me. Um, and that like, and that like, as I, as I've, these past few years for me have been really like crazy and transformative. And I felt so like, so like um, unstable at points. And so I, am I able to go into this space and, and be how I need to be? while being able to like and 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 spread what I need to spread but I I don't think I'm capable of just ignoring things that make me uncomfortable mm-hmm. or that I know are like are are like antithetical to what Baba is you know um yeah which I
0: think speaks to like the humans and like what when when we as humans try and figure out God, right? Like it gets messy and and things happen and it's not handled. And we're all trying to like play this game Mm -hmm. that like, doesn't actually, you know, might not always be the path to God or be be the way there. And I think what, you know, what's interesting is I'm actually, I'm going to the center tomorrow um, (laughs) and I'm super excited because I haven't been for a while. And, you know, I've been thinking about how, for for some of us who came to Sahavas and that was like our formative experience of knowing baba like without that it can feel like okay there's like you know it's just not there and so it's mm-hmm. just not there and i think for me i've developed this like been developing this like different relationship where it's like for me i've found been able to find baba outside of sahavas which has felt really natural for me um in this way that i never would have expected but i but i had to separate myself a bit from like or like it's like a rectangle square situation but mm. i can never remember if a rectangle is a square or a square is a rectangle <laughs> i can't remember but it feels like that was to and baba to me like one is not fully the other so is not fully all of baba and yeah. you know baba is
1: all in sahabas at the same time yeah just uh going back to two things that um david said uh one, I remember my when I my first year that I came back as a worker, I had the same kind of feeling like, oh, why would I do this?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I don't know. I want to be a part of it because I like being a part of the center. But there, it, at least for me, there was something that at the end, it wasn't like, not here because I have to be here because I never had to be there as a camper. But as a camper, it's kind of like everything, the red carpet laid out for you. Yeah. <laughs> And as a working Sahabas, there's something about it that's even more fulfilling because you're there by choice. Yeah, yeah. and it's not—it's not that anywhere is that Sahabas is against their will. That's yeah. it mean. yeah. It's but you're making a choice to show up and to be like actively in service. Yeah, in yeah. a way, you know. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And then also, you know, kids are kids, and I look back on you know my Sahabas are... My sister's Sahaba, and kids are always getting into trouble. You know what I mean? There's always an element. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: what maybe, like, there could be more of a focus on Baba, or we could make, or less of a focus on Baba, or this, or like, how could we make this more less teenage like, you could say, or, you know? Yeah. And I look at it amazing that, you know, he doesn't mm-hmm. care. He doesn't care what mm-hmm. the do, you know, mm-hmm. and he gave them a playground. Like, they're not conscious of it, but they, he gave them a playground to frolic in his love. And I, that's mm-hmm. like the way that I've kind of thought about it. Cause I remember being, coming back and being like, well, if, if I hear you doing this or something, I'm going to do, I'm going to say this or this, but <laughs> I can, I'm out of my angsty teen years, I said, wow, what a blessing that Baba is so accepting
2: mm-hmm.
1: that even to him, that is like he accepts that as love. Yeah. And he creates a space for that at the center.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's like I I still feel that pull to it, you know, like, and I think that the the service is something I definitely am like so like drawn to you know and like and to like have have the part in 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 building that playground or facilitating that playground you know where you can just go and be in Baba's love like Mm -hmm. I think like that and then in doing that you are a part of that as Mm -hmm. well you are a part of the love you are feeling that love um yeah it's it's you know, it's something I'm thinking about. I don't know off the top of my head when I have to, would have to apply to be a worker by. Um, very soon. <laughs> yeah, it's it not very hard. soon. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's maybe not this year. Maybe next year. Maybe I need a little bit more.
0: Well, and I think that's like the beautiful thing, right? Again, it's like your spiritual life gets to live outside of this one tradition or you know ritual too which i think is like very very much baba yeah um not to switch gears too much but i was just thinking about like thinking about spiritual life right Mm -hmm. and your spiritual life in that like you know baba is definitely involved in your spiritual life but also maybe not like the center which i think is so fantastic and part of what we want to do on this podcast too is like bring in folks with different backgrounds Mm -hmm. and relationships with, with spirituality. Um, What I'm curious about, like, what brings you joy in your spiritual world? Like what, Mm. what's like, or how does spirituality bring you joy either or whichever?
2: Huh? Um, I guess what brings me joy is like getting to, to the root, to the root of it, you know, like to the root of what, like, why I am here, what am I doing on this like earth like how am i existing how do i need to exist um and part of that is like like being around friends um and family being around animals i'm looking right now hope is on the bed michelle's cat and playing with a hair tie it's very cute um (laughs) but brings me joy you know like um reading like I think, I think what, what's been troubling for me these past few years is that I haven't really been able to, to live a life that is outside, that is something that really, um, that, that facilitates my joy. Um, I don't know. And I, I I think, I mean, I'll, I'll just say it like outright too like something that really does like is spiritual to me is my queerness is, and is my gender queerness specifically. Um, in, in being someone who I have, I, I have known my entire life on some level that there is not, um, that the roles or the, the, the expectations that have been placed on me, like for many people, um, but for specifically surrounding like gender and sexuality, but then also my politics. And when I mean politics, I mean like a way of operating in the world the way of relating in the world not as in my like political party um like has been there's been a lot imposed on me that i that at my core i'm not i'm not compatible with that that is honestly no human is really compatible with the norms that are placed on us in our society um and so i think what really does bring me joy is i i'm currently um getting a gender and sexuality studies degree um, at American University and I, so a lot of that work has been looking at how, looking at how shit really works in this world.
0: I was just thinking to myself, this was like I was like, oh, this is the first podcast we haven't cursed. <laughs>
1: sorry. No, it's good. No, it's like it's like,
0: good. But I literally, I literally just had that thought <laughs> in my head. Anyway, Sorry, no Abba said, um, said, "Fuck
1: you." Abba
2: <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> <laughs> said, "How would you fucking think that?" Um, yeah, yeah, but, like, but, but but looking at like how how like how stuff works, and also how you can there's so much that we are told to accept as fact and true and we are told to look at the world in very specific ways whether it's through like a lens of like 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 w- like w- how our bodies work or like the science the biological nature of our bodies or here are these ways of researching and analyzing and like verifying things that that are true or they might be considered history or fact or whatever like there a lot so a lot of what i been studying is like when we accept that there is only one one real way to like prove something or to or to look at the world um or even if we just look at like one or two ways of looking at the world like that's not enough that's missing so many experiences and lives and and actual material realities that like that exist in this world that ignores like the realities of marginalized communities like especially like like i i think of as like a queer person and a trans person like queer and trans people have always existed in 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 different ways and you might not be able to necessarily call these people queer or transgender because th- those are very new terms um and very contested terms but but like what what i mean when i when i say these things is that like we have been taught to view and to strata and to stratify people as human and then everything else is other, you know, and anything that deviates from the norm, from what is, from what is the self um, is bad or is like, it needs to be squandered. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I think like how I view Baba and why I'm wary of the religion aspects of Baba that I've observed is like, is something that is like stands as a powerful force against you know against like against a a normalizing tradition a normative tradition you know of like of making things only they can only be true or they can only be real if they meet these certain criteria um and yeah i think like a a, a big part of of how in in doing this like they this actually has like consequences in my mind and in my body of like these things things no longer need to seem so sad or devastating because maybe they were there's this concept that I've been um learning about in the class recently but also like really just seeing everywhere in my life of um of ephemera it was introduced by Jose Esteban Munoz um he was a queer studies queer theory scholar um performance studies scholar um and my understanding of ephemera is the, the things like ephemera is essentially like things that are meant to be thrown out, you know, like, like a old playing card or something, or like you get a, a thank you, a thank you card or a birthday card. And then it like either sits in a drawer for years or you throw it out immediately. Um, But it still meant something to you. It might, or like a little token, like a little tchotchke that you get on like a, like a, ch- a trip, like a shot glass you got from a friend, like, they might seem like nothing to anybody else, but to you, they have a history there, and they and their visual signifier is or maybe not visual the the emotional signifier is like there, and that doesn't mean that it wasn't real, you know that doesn't mean that that feeling that you have wasn't true um and how a lot of this operates, and especially for like me as a queer person, like there's so much about queer life that cannot be verified by the outside world, you know, and that there's not a lot of research done on queer queer people or in queer lives because they're alternative and they're not seen as seen as the norm. A lot of and a lot of research is like what is norm, what is like average, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and a lot of people don't have the care to look at queer communities and be like, um and and actually want to like listen to their experiences and like share them. And there's something lost when people try to like capture queerness because um, how I view queerness is as something that is uncapturable, that like the second you start to like, you start to like get your hand on it, it like runs away, you know? Um, So what I really think is like important is, and something with Baba too that I found is that I can't explain Baba to other people who don't know it, you know, like um, that's what I really feel like, what guides me, why I feel, still feel a pull to Baba is because it's, it's kind of compatible with, with who I am as a queer person with someone who's invested in, I operate through the world through feelings, you know, I operate through the world, like not trying to like, like establish something as truth and then like build like a whole establishment or institution around that something that is true, you know, like, um, cause I think ultimately trying to, like to institutionalize anything is to make it a extension of like oppressive power, you know? Um, I don't know. So I think what I'm getting at too here is that like, it's interesting seeing how people who, who the way they interact with the world is through like epistemological truths, you know, and verifiable truths and history through one lens, like how they interact with baba you know and i think part of my experience in like my own life whether it's like with my mother or through like like older people in the baba community like i felt like this sense of like of like they they've been taught to view spirituality or god even if they're, it's not conscious for them as religion you know as something that is like needs to be practiced every day that you need to like Always be talking about it um it needs to be a part of your identity when in reality i i really feel like it's okay if people it's okay what it's okay for me to have this like fleeting relationship with baba because it to the outside viewer it might seem fleeting it might seem like oh you can't you can't call yourself a baba lover because you're doing this and i know that nobody would really say to me that i'm not a baba lover but um i just i don't know like i feel like that that it's such it doesn't need to be real to somebody else to be real to me um and not in not in a diluted way but in a in a like some people just cannot understand the experiences that of other people because they've been taught to view the world through only very rigid channels you know very rigid ways of thinking Mm -hmm. and operating so Yeah, I mean, I I think what
1: you're saying is, is really, and this is kind of why I've always thought, like, for me, personally, I am a straight woman. And it's something that I've always, that's how I relate to the world. Mm -hmm. And that's where my relationship with Baba has. But then, you know, for you, being queer, that's where your relationship has existed. And I think what's so beautiful is it doesn't matter. Like, I really, I could care less about if you want to identify as whatever, I don't care like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. But the thing about God is he reaches every corner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's no one exempt from God's love. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where the human condition gets gets involved mm-hmm. and that's and that's that's where we miss. Yeah. You know, like I if you for studies and this is where your passion is, that's mm-hmm. where your path is taking you. You know, so, and then yeah. also on the other side people who are ultra um ultra conservative have you know patterns from their childhood that have been sort of instilled in them about you know i'm not saying it's okay but it also is their belief and they believe that just as much as you believe what you believe and Mm -hmm. that and god is there too yeah and i I think that what's oh
2: yeah i just wanted to say like i think my what i've come to realize is really like i can't i can't have someone like change everything about what they think um And I also, you know, I don't have to associate with people who, like, who are violent towards me as well. And Mm -hmm. I think, but I can also, like, understand that they are, that, especially in, in the Baba community, like, they are still there. And they're still, Baba still loves them. You know, Baba still cares for them. That doesn't mean I have to do that all the time. But I think Baba doing that is, like, is a sign to me that, like, I don't know, like, like you're saying the human condition like there's a lot in this world that like I think as someone who sees these alternative ways of thinking and being I'm like nobody's really like people who pretend to have all the answers don't have all the answers and even if they think in their lives like I know I don't have any of the answers um personally but like like I I still feel a sense of connection there you know I still feel a sense of like oh like I, I see the love there. I see like, I, I, I one of the core tenements of my beliefs are like people's lives are like people deserve to live. Life is worthy just because it exists. Not because of like, not because anybody has met a certain criteria of like of being a good person or like having certain morality. Um, And what Baba really helps me with is accepting that like, that doesn't mean that I'm, necessarily have to go around all lovey dovey all the time to everyone I meet, even if like I said especially if they're violent towards me or to people I know and care about but like that does mean that like i I can cultivate a power that is for that is for like for the people who want to love like I do you know for the people who like who see the world that I do and i don't I don't think everybody needs to be similar, you know. Um, I don't think anybody necessarily. I think a lot of people actually do think that. Um, but I just, I don't know. I really feel such like a, 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 a pull to openness, you know? Um, yeah. Anyways.
1: Well, that was, that's beautiful, David. I really appreciate you coming on and kind of sharing your, sharing yes, your
2: truth. Of course. Thank you so much for, for listening to my truths. My, um,
0: one thing I like to ask everybody before we go, if you could like sum up in like a couple sentences or like even just a phrase or a word, like what would your message of hope be to anybody listening right now? But sure. Yeah. What's your message of hope?
2: I would say that. I feel like this is completely unrelated to everything we were just talking about, <laughs> but like, like, I think I think people should do a little bit more instead of thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I think that is like it might seem scary, but the doing instead of just the just the thinking about it or thinking about acting is like will will is liberating, you mm-hmm. know, is is like it doesn't have to my message is it doesn't have to be so scary even if it seems like it mm-hmm. and it actually probably won't be. And if it is, ride with that, you know, like get into that feel feel your way through it um yeah thank you
1: that's beautiful
2: thank you david
1: you're welcome um we always i'm sure michelle told you but we always um end the podcast with a beloved god prayer so would you be willing to do the beloved
2: god prayer for us yeah i'm i think i know it off the top of my head (laughs) i have
0: a prayer book over there if you want to grab one too (laughs) um it's underneath all of that this is very fun you guys get to hear the live version of this um <laughs> i i remember reading something once while david pulls this up about somebody who like never memorizes prayers or poems because they like to be able to read them for the first time oh, every time that's beautiful which i just think yeah. about a lot so all right okay. thank you david for coming on and thank you margie for just being fantastic and <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody has a great week and we'll leave you with the Beloved God prayer.
2: Beloved God, help us all to love you more and more and more and more and still yet more till we become worthy of union with you. And help us all to hold fast to Babas Daman till the very end.
1: Avatar, Mayor. Baba, Baba, Baba Key, Jay. <laughs>